0: So please welcome Nick Pendergrass. Yeah. right, I'll probably talk for about uh, maybe just ten, just over ten minutes, and then we can have like a question discussion kind of thing. Um, I've heard at these environmental festivals, people like to do mushrooms and take acid and those kind of things. So I thought what people want to hear on their is in statistics about the environmental impact of animal <laughs> products. So hopefully on the right place. Um, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, it's good to be at an environmental festival, and yeah, when I drove down here in my car two hours, I really felt like I was doing my bit for the environment, I think, by taking that long drive down here. But yeah, I think that's, you know, we obviously, when we think of driving, you know, we're aware of the environmental impact, like what car we drive, you know, whether we drive at all, whether we take the bus, you know, train, bike, those kind of things. But I think we might not so much think about the environmental impact of, you know, eating animal products, having a glass of cows milk, having meat, these kind of things. And I've talked talk hybrids or hummus which has the biggest impact and the reason for that is as a study a while ago at the University of Chicago, that found that you can actually do more for the environment by eating a vegan diet than by changing from a standard car to a hybrid car. So that's kind of the um, starting point of what we're talking about today. They also found that a standard diet that involves meat, dairy, eggs, all these animal products contributes nearly 1,500 kilograms more carbon dioxide per person per year than a vegan diet. And this isn't anything new as well. The, the Food and Agricultural on United Nations back in 2006 found that animal agriculture was, was responsible for 18% of worldwide greenhouse gas emissions, um, whereas all forms of transport combined, including air travel, rail, cars, everything, was responsible for only 13%. So, yeah, more than all forms of transport combined. Um, 2009, the World Watch Institute, um, on behalf of the World Bank, found that that was maybe underestimated and the animal okay, agriculture okay. is responsible for more like 51 percent of world worldwide greenhouse gas emissions so it is very important what we eat for the environment um, and more recently the united nations in 2010 said a substantial reduction of impact in terms of environmental impact would only be possible with a substantial worldwide diet change away from animal products and they saw a, a global shift towards a vegan diet when we talk about today <laughs> Um, is vital to save the world from hunger, fuel poverty, and the worst impacts of climate change. And that's coming from the United Nations. So I'm just going to go through a, a few specific aspects. That's kind of the general idea of how environmental agri- um, and agriculture has an impact on the environment. But specifically, there, there's some specific issues that have an impact as well. I need like a megaphone. But um, yeah, the, the world's cattle, um, yeah, cows, those kind of animals, consume enough food to, f- to feed 8.7 billion people, more than the entire human population. And there are a lot of vegan advocates who argue that, well, therefore if we go vegan we're going to solve world poverty. And I don't think that's necessarily the case because we do actually have enough food to go around. The problem is the distribution. We don't distribute it equally. So I don't think everyone going vegan is going to save, you know, save, um, you know solve poverty Although it might help. But I think at the very least in an environmental sense it's very inefficient. We basically feed all this plant foods to animals that we could be eating directly. We feed it to animals um, it requires about six kilograms of plant protein to get one kilogram of animal protein back. So we feed the animals six gram, uh, kilograms of protein, we get one kilogram protein back. So it's very environmentally inefficient feeding the food that we have be eating to the animals and then getting you know, a small amount of nutrients back. And so a standard Western diet high in animal products um, requires 907 kilograms of grain per person per year, whereas a typical plant-based diet requires less than 205 kilograms. So we're having, we're, even though we're eating a lot more grains directly, indirectly we're eating a lot less, less grains, and we're eating the grains directly rather than getting them through the animals. So it's much more efficient to consume the plant foods directly. Um, also when it comes to water, water is obviously a huge problem in Australia, well not at the moment apparently. Um, so how, how do we solve this water problem? Obviously we can have shorter showers, these kind of things, obviously that's all we're doing. But we often don't think about the foods we eat when we think about how to address this water crisis. Um, and if you anyone's got a booklet in front of you, turn to pages um, four to five. I probably should have one. pretty are lecture remote now. Turn to page four or five. <laughs> yeah. um, you've got some diagrams in there. You have like powerpoints and stuff happening. but. Yeah, if you see in pages four to five, there's like two diagrams there. And if you look at the, the water use for different diets, again, the standard diet versus the vegan diet, obviously a vegan diet does have some environmental impact, but it's quite minuscule compared to the water use for a, a diet that includes beef, dairy, and animal products. And also, if you look at different foods, like, you know, things like wheat and potato compared to foods like beef and butter and dairy, the you know, again, the impact is much higher if we're choosing the animal products. So we can actually make a big difference in terms of water by choosing plant foods rather than animal foods. Um, also oceans, while we're talking about water, there's a, a recent science, scientific study that found there'd be no, no fish left in the sea by the middle of this century if current trends continue. And obviously we can take a stand against this by not eating the fish, that obviously makes a big difference uh, directly. But also what we might not think of so much is that when we eat other animals and other animal products like um, pork, like pig products, um, poultry, chicken products. We're actually contributing to fish being taken out of the sea by eating them as well. Because um, pigs and poultry around the world consume more than double the seafood eaten by Japanese consumers, and six times the amount consumed by the US market. A lot of the fish aren't just going to us directly, they're actually going to these other animals that people are eating there. So actually, even when we're eating things like pork and chicken, we've got to consider the, you know, the ocean depleted of fish as well. So obviously when I'm talking about this kind of stuff in terms of you know, vegan diet versus animal products, we can often think, well, I don't need to go vegan, I just need to eat like more sustainable animal products. We can have more sustainable animal, animal agriculture that has less environmental impact. And that's, that's definitely true. We can do animal farming in a way that is better for the environment, but it has nowhere near the environmental benefits of actually cutting out animal products altogether. So the World Preservation Foundation found that a global vegan diet, and this is of conventional, crops not organic, would reduce dietary emissions by 87%. So that would reduce our dietary emissions by 87% if we go vegan. Whereas there's only a token 8% reduction for so-called sustainable meat and dairy. So we can cut it back a tiny bit if we go for the sustainable meat and dairy products, but we can cut it out a lot if we go for the vegan option. And just to finish up, I just want to as Katie mentioned at the start where you know, I'm part of an animal rights group. So I think also I think if we're concerned about the environment, that also should include the animals environment around us. Like I'm concerned about the environment as a whole, but also yeah, the animals we share this environment with. So according to a survey of over a thousand Australians in 2010, 99% of Australians are against cruelty to animals. I'm so sure if we go around today, everyone's against cruelty to animals, pretty much. Um, and... I guess we can decide like how, how exactly we define to animals, but for me, I, I find that like for me, it's cruel to slaughter an animal if we don't have to. Like yes, it can be done in better or worse ways, but if we don't need to put the animal through that slaughter, I think yeah, that that's cruel in itself. And in terms of whether we need um, animal products, if you look up, um, there's a site called Uproar, If they've got a campaign, not your tri- not your typical tree hugger and they've got weightlifters, bodybuilders, you know, police officers, a whole wide range of different people who are thriving on a vegan diet. And it's also recognised by mainstream health organisations. So for example, the American Dietetic Association has said appropriately planned vegetarian diets, including total vegetarian or vegan diets, are healthful, nutritionally adequate, and appropriate for individuals during all stages of the life cycle, including pregnancy, lactation, infancy, childhood, and adolescent, and for athletes. So no matter what stage of life, we're in, no matter what sport we're doing, no matter what energy requirements we do, if we do it right, we can do it without eating these animal products. So again, I think that because we don't need to consume these animal products, and that's confirmed by you know, lots of vegans thriving on this diet, also mainstream health organisations like the American Dietetic Association, similar organisations in Canada and Australia have had really similar kind of statements that, yes, if we eat, if we eat right, we can thrive on a vegan diet, and so again, all, all these animal products, meat, dairy, and eggs, all of these animals are slaughtered well before they lived to if they were free from exploitation. So again, you can think about how you define cruelty, but I think if we're against cruelty, in my opinion anyway, we don't put those animals through that slaughter and we don't have to. Um, if anyone is interested in veganism, we've got some vegan first cards for our, um, for our website, also got some starter packs there. Um, also, shameless self-promotion. Me and Katie here do a podcast on environmental stuff and rights stuff, human rights, politics, all these issues. Um, so if anyone's interested, but yeah, also yeah, that's all from me. But if anyone does, anyone got any questions about any of that? So thank you, Nick.